this is Jeff Colbert, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. It's an opportunity to review Disney in 2021. The new, the enchanted, and even the ugly. You know, hopes at the start of 2021 was that it would erase the disaster, not prolong the pandemic craziness that was 2020. In truth, it's been painful, but there was actually a lot of good that occurred in Disney theme parks worldwide, from Disneyland Paris to Shanghai Disneyland, not to mention the stateside parks of Disneyland and Walt Disney World. It may surprise you that there were not only some 60 different new Disney resort offerings across the globe, but that some of the best shows and attractions ever created premiered this year. But you didn't know it. We'll take a look at those, including all those that include the word enchanted. Yes, the word for 2021 was enchanted or enchantment or encanto. At any rate, all combined, it is the equivalent of Disney opening up an entirely new theme park. And... We'll talk about how the park stateside were too often marred by new initiatives that impacted the customer experience negatively. We'll look at all of it, what worked and what didn't. Plus, we'll hold in memoriam those things that ended this last year in 2021. Despite the pandemic, it's been a busy year and there's much to cover. So join us as we review 2021 as at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and beyond. By the way, a reminder, join us at DisneyAtPlay.com where we have outlined all of the things that have happened this last year, plus a lot of photos and videos and links that you may want to check out because some of these things you probably never heard of and you may want to see more of it as we talk about it. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to DisneyAtPlay.com so you can be reminded of other upcoming posts and podcasts as they come out. So let's go through this by the numbers right off the bat. There were some, well, basically four new themed lands that Disney had created this last year across its parks. It had developed some 11 rides and attractions some 12 entertainment offerings, everything from fireworks shows to stage shows to meet and greets. They had established some nine restaurants um, and some pretty good size, pretty impressive uh, dining facilities, plus at least seven or eight different kinds of shops. Oh, and not to mention two hotels that have emerged over this last year. So. Again, that's why I'm saying you could practically make an entirely new theme park from all of the collective offerings that they have they have developed over this last year and all within a pandemic. You have to give them credit for doing what they have done in the context of what they have had to do it with. And and I should mention to you that um that uh yes if it had not, um, if it if there had not been COVID, there would have been 
even more things that had opened and had been established. That's the unfortunate aspect of all this, is we didn't get all of what was promised originally. But what they have given, what they have delivered, is not chump change. If you think that Disney has gone on the cheap, then you need to look again at the kinds of things we're going to be talking about today. The whole of it is fairly impressive. So to begin with, let's start at Walt Disney World. This will probably be, for many of my listeners, the more familiar things. And we'll just start off with one of the uh, one of the more obvious ones right at the top. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure opened. It was in the context of one of those themed lands that we talked about, which was so cool because there was a creperie and some kiosks and just a sense of ambiance. Um, honestly, what they opened in the back of France is more than what you get when you are in a pavilion like Germany or Italy. It is, or China. It is a pretty full-fledged uh, world showcase country in and of itself, even though it really is part of the, the French pavilion. The Ratatouille adventure is an interesting one because in honest you could have put it into a space the size of Peter Pan's flight or the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. The fact that they chose uh, to repeat what they had done at uh, Disney uh, Disneyland um, or the Walt Disney Studios Paris Park indicates that they were willing to create a larger scale experience if for no other reason than to be able to get more people through the attraction. Now that's said and done, you wouldn't think it helps a lot of people because there've been a lot of lines for this uh, experience. But um, notwithstanding, yeah, it it um, it does. Its scale allows you to have a lot of people experience a full-fledged attraction, an e-ticket by no means, but a d-ticket attraction, yeah, reasonably so. Ratatouille is a good attraction. Added to that, of course, is the creperie and uh, both the um, the indoor restaurant as well as the window service. Uh, that's been a lot of fun for guests. Uh, but even more impressive has been Space 220 on the other side of the park. I haven't had a chance to visit there still yet, but wow, you know, these are large-scale dining experiences and uh, and not on the cheap. So very impressive for what it is. And by the way, there are smaller things. For instance, the Gelateria Toscana, nobody knew it was even coming. It just kind of showed up at Italy after the walls finally uh, dropped down. But again, it shows a continuing commitment to improving the guest experience throughout the parks. Club Cool re-emerged this year with all new flavors and a new location. It's really sharp. And more impressive was the Creation Shop. This is an Emporium-style shop, a massive retail environment and and really a beautiful uh, retail, well-thought-out retail space. Uh, all of this has been part of what has emerged at Epcot. 
Then you have little things like living with the land holiday overlay. Now, if you heard my previous podcast on this, it's been kind of up and coming over the years. But this year, they added actually a soundtrack to it and have really decked the halls out. Um, nothing compared to what is uh, harmonious. Harmonious is perhaps, in my view, having seen Disney uh, fireworks spectaculars across the globe, I think is probably one of the most impressive experiences ever. And it is beautiful and gorgeous and emotive, particularly the ending. This is, this is not sparing the dime. They could have done cheaper things, and yet they pulled off a massive uh, experience with so many visual and special effect elements. And then finally, I want to just leave with the whole revisiting of the Epcot entrance. Again, another uh, space that uh, has been completely redone. It, moving Leave a Legacy to a new location, uh, building, rebuilding the original Epcot Fountain, uh, new flags, banners, and, and a light package that is just terrific. Even the monorails have light as they underneath them as they come through. And then, oh, to top everything off, the beacons of light on Spaceship Earth. That has really made the arrival experience and the departure experience from Epcot, a memorable one. Um, we have a lot more to talk about in Epcot and it will be one of the primary areas of growth in the next year, but we'll save that for our next podcast. In the meantime, let's move to the Magic Kingdom. Enchantment, yeah, as I said, the word of 2021 was enchanted, enchantment, or encanto. And uh, that premiered at the Magic Kingdom this year. Mickey's Filler Magic with the Coco segment added. <clears throat> I've mentioned before, I just think the whole digitization of projection of that show has taken it to a new level and has made it a, a more worthy experience. And with Coco, it's just magical. I love, and I have a whole podcast planned for this, a, I love the new confectionery the completely practically gutted out added on with what was the hat shop next door it has really become its own uh impressive experience i in fact i gotta tell you i think one of the things that is coming i noticed that the uh the shop and i never get the name of it right but it's because it's been kind of changed over time but it's the shop on the left side as you go down Sunset Boulevard. It had previously many of these kinds of items, fudge and cookies and caramel apples and so forth. And then they redid it with a toy, uh, with a Pixar um, look to it and connection with the Toy Story Land because they got cheap and didn't build a retail space for Toy Story Land. And, and they took out all the fudge and all those imaginary treats, which was just unbelievably stupid but i noticed it was completely closed last time i was there and i would not be surprised if it is reimagined in something similar to to what is uh the um the confectionery in terms of its ability to handle guests and crowds and 
and uh, we'll see. We'll see what comes of that uh, narrow but long space. Um, new Halloween and Christmas parties were added this year. Controversial for sure, as it seemed like guests were getting less for a whole lot more payment. Much, uh, much more impressive is the Jungle Cruise reimagined. Uh, so many new elements in the queue, in the throughout the entire ride and attraction. I have a video that you definitely want to check out if you haven't seen the whole of it because we show all of those elements. It's so fun, so fun. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about why that was reimagined and, and how that was an addition in 2021 a little later. I should mention Disney Springs. Uh, a couple of really fun things opened up. Gideon's Bakehouse uh, went to competition with Everglades Donuts and Cold Brew. Those places always have queues. People waiting outside to get one or the other or sometimes both. Also, terrific is the new M&M store, which has opened up uh, next to the bowling alley. That's um, also a beautiful retail space. And then finally, the big anchor on the west end of Disney Springs, Drawn to Life, presented by Cirque du Soleil and Disney. Very important add-on to the Disney Springs experience. Uh, for the most part, it's all been very positive, what I've read about that. I'm kind of excited to see it myself. I'm kind of looking to figure out when I can do that. Um, so very exciting. Now, there are other things that happened at Walt Disney World, and not small by any means. Yeah, uh, the Kite Tales at Disney's Animal Kingdom was kind of like, what? When it was announced. But people have fallen in love with the charm of it. Um, on a big level, the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve is now a new companion tower to the Swan and Dolphin Hotel. Again, one of those hotels that have been added on this last year. Yeah, third party, but a beautiful one has a great, uh, has a huge potential in terms of its a dining experience on top of the hotel. We'll want to check that out in the upcoming year. Um, way down below is Steakhouse 71 at Disney's Contemporary Resort. That add-on uh, really was a terrific uh, bookend to the new lobby changes that were made to the contemporary. And then finally, the whole 50th anniversary celebration from Disney Fab 50 statues to Mickey's Celebration Cavalcade to Beacons of Light to even the 50th Electrical Water Pageant additions. All these made probably, in my view, some of the more disappointing aspects of the 50th. I'm not I'm not discounting Ratatouille or other things at Epcot. I'm not discounting the fireworks shows that premiered. I think it just was sad that we did not get Tron. I think that was a miss. But um, don't discount 2022. It just might pull off Tron uh, before we're through. Let's move from Walt Disney World over to uh, the Disneyland Resort. And there... Uh, lots of things going on. First, at the at Disneyland Park itself, the, again, the Jungle Cruise reimagined over there. 
Uh, a Plaza Point holiday store is so funny because when we were there a couple of months ago, the thing I said to my daughter is, they're missing a Christmas shop. I never realized, but they're missing a Christmas shop. They took the old camera store at the end of Main Street toward the castle and redid it into a beautiful holiday store that focuses on all of the holidays, but mostly Christmas. And, uh, and so that's very excited. And then probably what I think is my favorite thing that has been added this year, and yeah, I know I'm crazy, but Snow White's Enchanted Tale. You know, I talked about Ratatouille and its scope and scale, but the intimacy of this attraction mirrored with the beautiful effects and character animation and everything. This, this, this is a loaded dark ride that is just stunningly beautiful. Again, I have a video of it. It's just so fun to ride on, and I am thrilled by that addition. Next door at Disney California Adventure, Big things happened this last year. Mickey's Filler Magic again, like at Magic Kingdom. But the big, big thing was Avengers Campus. Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, which I think is better than Toy Story Mania. I, maybe I think that because it's newer for me, but I love all of the craziness of the visuals. I like slinging webs. I think that's very cool. The whole Avengers Assemble... Uh, character meet and greets and shows, Spider-Man flying in the air. These are huge things. Uh, the Pym Kitchen and all that, that's so fun. The new web supplier store and the whole campus itself. Again, another major theme land which emerged this last year. These are, this is a big addition to Disney California Adventure and promises even more in the day, in the years to come. And, uh, and, a, and a great companion to the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout Ride next door. It's all a great piece. I got to tell you, Roger's musical, it needs to go into the, um, the Hyperion Theater. If you've been watching Hawkeye, you know what Roger's musical is. I think that would be stunningly funny in that uh, space. I've always thought something uh, that was Avengers theme would be a really great addition for Disney California Adventure. Well, let's move from the domestic parks. And by the way, you notice that as I've gone through all this, I haven't been talking about all the rides and attractions that have come back into the parks. All of that has been added to. Many of them refurbish um, to some degree or another, especially for the 50th anniversary Magic Kingdom was touched up in major ways in preparation for this anniversary. But I'm not even talking about Indiana Jones coming in just a couple of days ago or um, or parades coming back, any of that. I'm just talking about brand new attractions that have come to us in 2021. So let's move to Disneyland Paris. The first thing off the bat is Disney's Hotel New York the Art of Marvel. I've stayed in this hotel many times. And let me just tell you, even in the mid-2000s, that hotel looked like it needed to be remodeled. So to see what they have done with this hotel is so beautiful and so fun. I can't wait to go back there and see it again. Although there are many really great Disney hotels on property at Disneyland Paris. 
So one of the little videos I have put on the post for this week includes a look at what's referred to as Disney Junior Dream Factory. I'm not really big into the Disney Junior shows, but the imagination that went into this new show, it's pretty amazing. And it's one of the things that has been added over to the Walt Disney Studios Park at Disneyland Paris. Another major addition that has occurred over at Disneyland Paris is the Cars Road Trip. The, there's always been a backlot tour in that park, um, similar to the backlot tour at Disney MGM, then later Disney Hollywood Studios. And that backlot tour um, was had Catastrophe Canyon in it, but then afterwards was incredibly disappointing. Well, it's not, they've actually shortened it um, and they haven't added a whole lot more to that, but they have remodeled what they've done and they've made it all entirely themed to cars. And so when you get to Catastrophe Canyon, you get a whole Dinoco um, oil uh, overlay that goes to what was Catastrophe Canyon. And, and it's just really gr great to see that that attraction hasn't gone away. I loved Catastrophe Canyon, both here and in Paris. And I, I was glad that they did not remove it. I was disappointed that they removed it here. Glad that it still exists at Disneyland Paris. It is one of the unique attractions you can find in the Walt Disney Studios Paris Park. But they have a lot more coming in the months and days ahead. In Tokyo Disneyland, we have a massive addition which occurred this last year. It's in the form of Enchanted Tale of Beauty. Well, there's an entire Beauty and the Beast land. Again, one of the four new lands that emerged. They took out their uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, so to speak, and took out that whole area and took advantage of creating an addition to their fantasy land in the form of a Beauty and the Beast land. And two things anchor that. Uh, that land. One is the Fantasyland Forest Theater, which is a massive theater that allows them to have big shows, and no one does big shows quite like Tokyo Disneyland. But the other thing is Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast, and this is an attraction that when you look, if you have not seen the video of this, then check it out on my on my post. I think you will be struck at how impressive it is. In fact, if you're a Beauty and the Beast fan, you probably would walk away and say, I'd rather have that than something like Rise of the Resistance. It's that good. The animatronics are impressive and amazing. Belle and Beast, uh, the, the kitchen staff comes alive and be our guest. It's, it's an, um, and, they, and the couple dances at the end to the, to, in the ballroom, which comes to life. In, in the grand uh, finale that is, you know, has the music to Beauty and the Beast, you know, to the theme song from Beauty and the Beast. Big, big attraction plus, you know, uh, food, beverage, store locations. They also did some changes to Tomorrowland by adding what's called the Happy Ride with Baymax. It's very similar to the uh, Mater Ride at California Adventure or to the... Um, alien ride at Toy Story Land, but it, it uses that same same ride technology. And then they added a new little addition to uh, Toontown. 
their Toontown is actually switched around. And so the closest things are actually uh, Mickey and Minnie's Place. Minnie's Place has been redone to what's called Mini Style Studios. And it's an interactive experience with Minnie Mouse. It's really quite quite fun and lovely. And, and again, big, big changes that have come to some of the biggest changes to ever come to the Tokyo Disneyland Park itself. Uh, it came out this year. Shanghai Disney celebrated its fifth anniversary, the Year of Magical Surprises. Uh, it has a, uh, what's referred to as a Disney Surprise Show um, in Tomorrowland, I want to say. And a Mickey's Storybook Adventure, which is a, a big indoor show. Um, very impressive. They've had this beautiful full-scale theater in Disney Town, which is adjacent, I mean, really nip and tuck, even more adjacent than downtown Disney is to Disneyland. And they have done, they, they built it with the idea of we'll do a big nighttime show festival, uh, you know, uh, The Lion King. And then I think they went to Beauty and the Beast. Maybe it was vice versa. I don't think those nighttime shows have paid off because it's not a place to kind of go for the evening to do a show. But what has paid off handsomely is using it as an additional theater um, and kind of backdooring people into that theater from the park itself. And they built a big Mickey Storybook Adventure show. Um, very impressive. Not, but still even more, more of a wow is the new uh, nighttime celebration Illuminate. And again, I have, far, I have a, a video of this. I have not seen it in person. I look at this, I look at the uh, lighting icons that are in the Gardens of Imagination before the castle. I look at this and I think to myself, this, this is what I think should have the 50th anniversary for Walt Disney World should have looked like at the Magic Kingdom. This is much more over the top and much more impressive and maybe one of the best castle fireworks shows, uh, castle fireworks shows ever created. Moving further down in Asia, you'll recall that at the end of last year, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland had rebuilt their Sleeping Beauty Castle, which was very similar to the one in Disneyland and had put it on steroids and created this dreams like castle. Well, that castle has added a new stage show this year and that uh, stage show is follow your dreams. And again, have a little video on my uh, post to kind of show you what that experience looks like. It's uh, also very impressive and a fun show and perfect setting with that beautiful castle. Uh, that has been added in the background. Now, <clears throat> beyond all of these Disney theme parks, a couple of new things have also happened. Uh, first off, Disney Cruise Line, of course, went back into business this year, but a little thing that a lot of people didn't realize is that the port terminal for the Disney Cruise Line had been remodeled and added onto and improved it's a much bigger space, especially down below as you are initially arriving at the terminal and coming into the building. Very impressive what they have done. And 
their intent is to do the same to another terminal or to kind of put enough of a Disney element to an additional terminal there at Port Canaveral so that it is ready for the Disney Wish next year, which will be part of our discussion as we in our next podcast when we talk about what's coming in 22. Then uh, they added two new annual pass programs. This is where this is going to get south, <laughs> sour really quick. They added two new annual pass programs, the Magic Key one to Disneyland and the revised one for Walt Disney World, which honestly doesn't have a title for me that I can think of, even though I'm an annual pass holder. I can't think of what they call it here, but other than it's the annual pass program, but they revisited the different levels of those programs. And honestly, that wasn't, that wasn't a lot of heartache to people. The only thing that was difficult is when those annual pass programs stopped selling annual passes, particularly as the end of the year came, uh, that was painful to a lot of people. The biggest pain point of the entire year was Genie, Genie uh, Plus, Lightning Lanes, all of that were, were really difficult. Um, it was an initiative that even if you could excuse Disney's need to make additional per cap, you could easily be upset by the fact that it is a poorly laid out app it is a poorly launched app. It is a poorly communicated app. It just doesn't work. And it's been a disappointing experience. Will Disney make it work? Will it continue to tweak it until people aren't at least complaining as loudly? Yes. Um, and, and I have to, again, sandwich all this by the fact that people have been very frustrated by this. And yet it's in the context of all the other things that are happening at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and beyond. In memoriam, there are a couple of things that have passed away uh, in 2020, and I should acknowledge those as well. Fast passes uh, went away. Well, they kind of went away earlier, but the death with Genie Plus, they're not coming back, right? So not the way you know them. So that is one of those things that is uh, has truly been buried. Primeval World, it should have been buried a long time ago. Um, Rise of the Resistance Virtual Queue, thankfully, has been buried. And please do the same thing over there at Ratatouille. Virtual Queues are not making anybody happier. The Virtual Queue actually was a reasonable wait at, at Rise of the Resistance. It's not been so much that at Ratatouille. It's been kind of a frustration. And I think people can just be smart enough at this point to decide whether they want to wait two hours in line at Rise of the Resistance or they want to come back later and not do it at all. Um, the same thing in Ratatouille. The MBA experience. That uh, definitely seems to have been killed off. It does not look like that came, and actually, in truth, I don't think it ever it ever really lived. I never saw a busy day at the NBA experience. I never saw people going, oh my goodness, you've got to come back to this attraction. That never occurred, and frankly, the pandemic was the best thing ever to cover its departure. 
Then uh, something that a lot of people didn't realize is that Crossroads was a part of Disney. It was a Disney managed property on Disney property itself. It was across from the formal entrance to Walt Disney World on 535. The McDonald's, the um, Goodings grocery store, which was the closest grocery store uh, to Disney for years. Um, lots of TGI Fridays. Uh, there are a lot of different restaurants. There was a miniature golf course, Pirate's Cove kind of golf course uh, there. It was a big event. That has all been closed out. We'll talk about what has reemerged in, in the future as we talk about Flamingo Crossings on the complete opposite side of the property. If this is on the east side, Flamingo Crossings is way off on the west side. Um, but that too is gone as a new ramp will come off of I-4 and go into Disney, Walt Disney World. Then uh, you have finally the last thing, which probably been, has had the most pain of anything to have gone away. And that is Disney Magical Express. I don't use it because I live here. But I have heard more disappointment from those who are staying on property than any other thing that Disney has done this year. Disney Magical Express did not go down well. And, and really was the starting domino for a lot of complaints against Disney for nickel and diming and for saving a dime. Now, I say that because in truth, if you look again across all of the additions that have come to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and all of the international parks, Disney's not nickel and diming. Disney's investing investing massive amounts of money to really building out the guest experience. And yet these little things are not, which are not so little, just mar the rest of all of the good they are doing. Genie, Magical Express and so forth. These things have created, just, it's just kept people from being able to focus on what's good because they are so frustrating to the guest experience. That's why, well, 2021 was full of the new, the enchanted, or enchantment, or encanto, and the ugly. Well, this is my 2021 review. You can see lots of ha has happened this year. You want to stay um, connected, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to get noticed. In a couple of days, we'll come back to what 2022 looks like. Um, it will be titled probably somewhere in 2022 because almost everything announced. And there is a lot that's been announced, but they've not put a date to it. And so everything has this somewhere in 2022. We're going to project as best we can when, not only what is coming out, but when it's coming out. So make sure you subscribe to your podcast so you can get notices when it comes and it comes to you immediately. In the meantime, join, come over to the post and check out the Wayfinder Society. This is a way to deepen your love of Disney through interactive experiences that begin for as little as a dollar a month. It's a good time to treat you at the end of the year. Come on over and join us at the Wayfinder Society. It's, it's almost too hard to explain because 
there's so much to it. But if you join, know that you will get a chance to visit interactive guides that you cannot get anywhere else. We are deepening our study of all things Pirates of the Caribbean. We have an amazing uh, exploration of Pandora, the world of Avatar on, on the higher end. Those who are looking for Disney at work offerings can see our 50th anniversary celebration of Walt Disney World and, and then our, our exhaustive Disneyland um, best in business ideas. There's just so much. Come check out the Wayfinder Society and come seek us out. If you're looking for a speaker, if you're looking for a program, if you're looking to improve your organization with leadership and customer service or uh, your employees are a little disengaged, well, let me tell you, that's what I, that's what I do. I visit organizations in the public, private, nonprofit, and help them to figure out how to raise that engagement level, how to raise that customer experience to new levels using ideas not only from the wonderful world of Disney, but from so many other world-class organizations. Come check me out at performancejourneys.com or just look for the links at Disney at Play and DisneyAtWork.com. Again, thanks for joining us and for being a part of this podcast through 2022. We look forward to all that is ahead of us in 2021. So stay tuned in the next days to come. In the meantime, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.